Welcome to the Church Leadership Podcast, your weekly source for encouraging and equipping local church leaders with your hosts, Mark Ganey and Andy Frazier. In each episode, Andy and Mark sit down with church leaders that you should know. We believe these honest conversations will be helpful and encouraging to you as you lead the local church. Here is this week's episode. Welcome to today's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. We are so glad you have joined us for this special conversation. Our mission here at the Church Leadership Podcast is to encourage and equip you to lead in the local church. And so whether you're a volunteer, whether you're a pastor or a staff member, or anywhere in between, this podcast is for you. So we thank you for watching and listening on today's episode. In fact, we would encourage you to go subscribe to our podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, just hit the subscribe button, that notification bell, so you don't miss a single episode. And of course, if you're listening on your favorite podcast listening app, whichever that may be, you can hit subscribe on that. We don't want you to miss a single episode. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and rate our podcast? You can do it really simply on your phone, on your desktop. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash CLP and give you options to rate our podcast. That really does help us get the word out uh, about this podcast. And, And look, we don't make any money on this podcast. Our mission is what is driving us. So we're glad you're along for the ride and we're glad you've joined us for today's episode. Yeah, we are glad. We are glad to be in the same room. Actually, right. if you if you're not watching this, uh, Mark and I are actually getting to record this episode sitting beside each other for the first time in a while, and it's great. It's a rarity. It's great. Yes, yes, it's great. So, uh, Mark and I are going to spend some time today talking about something we're passionate about. We believe in. We've invested the majority of our time in ministry in. We've made a lot of mistakes, and we've learned a lot. That's right. And we know that. Uh, Every single week, we get to have great conversations with people who have a story to tell, who have something that will be helpful to you as you listen. But we just really felt like this week, we wanted to talk about something that I think will be good. That's right. Very good, very positive, and hopefully very challenging. Uh, It's kind of a back to the basics episode, really, if you think about it, Uh, because what we've talked about and discovered in talking with you and other church leaders, we've, we've been through a lot. In the past year plus, Uh, you know, COVID and, you know, just cultural things, racial divide, political infighting, all those things. And, you know, now we're coming off of Easter uh, when we're recording this episode. And so lots going on. And we tend to get, as, as leaders in the church, we tend to get distracted, if we're honest, from from the, the most important. So we let the good distract us from what's best sometimes. And so we want to let this episode be an encouragement to get our focus back on what really matters. And that is, all that stuff's good and, and is important, but what really matters is making disciples. That's what we're called to do. Yeah, Mark mentioned uh, for us, as we record this episode, Easter was yesterday. That's right. And we hope you had a good day because our church has experienced a great day on Easter Sunday. And we want to to talk about something that I think will help post-Easter. That's right. And I think we're we're starting to see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel coming out of COVID. I think we're kind of starting to move out of the... The, the phase where we're, we're trying to struggle with what to do while we're hunkered down and, and uh, you know, masking and social distancing. So I think we're going to start to see some transitioning to people are going to be coming back to our churches, That's maybe right. who haven't been there in a while. And 
Uh, we hope you're experiencing that. We hope, hope you're experiencing visitors coming to your church as well. Uh, we know a lot of, uh, of you guys are experiencing those things, those good things of being able to encourage your people and those who have been there and those who have been committed. That's fantastic. But some people now where we are in the time frame of things are starting to get vaccinated. Right. Uh, the, the numbers are starting to go down, so they're more comfortable and less fearful about being in public or attending an in-person gathering. So I think what we're going to talk about today might be probably something that's going to be like, here's what's next. That's right. Yeah. We're looking back at the basics, but that's also right. it's going to help us to think about what's next. That's exactly right, because we should always be thinking about what's next, and specifically what's next in regards of making disciples. And, you know, I'm just going to put it out there. I think a, a challenge for us when we're talking about stuff that's good or a struggle or a tendency is that now that people are coming back, now that... I'm not saying that your crowd should be what it was pre-COVID. I'm not sure we'll ever, you know, experience church like it was before. But I think the temptation for a lot of us, especially coming off of Easter, is, okay, some of our people are back. Our numbers are a little bit more normal or at least better than they have been. So let's just get back to doing things the way we did it before. And that's great if you were a disciple-making church before all this hit. But if you were focused on programs and ministries and filling, you know, rear ends in the seats, and if that was your metric, then that's not a good thing. And so we want to encourage you to remember to stay true to what everything you've learned during COVID, and that is be about disciples that make disciples. And so I, we're just going to share some thoughts uh, as, as they come uh, in this conversation. And one thing that I want to share with you and encourage you to do is to make sure that you have a plan. You know, if, if COVID taught us anything, it's that you can't plan for everything, but as long as you have a, an outline of what you know is important and what you know you're Mm -hmm. supposed to do, you'll be fine. And we saw that when, you know, giving was, went online. We know that generosity is important, so we just found another way. Well, we know that, that the ultimate call for all churches and all pastors and all followers of Christ is to make disciples, to be a disciple that makes disciples. So we've got to have a plan to do that. You know, the old adage, if you, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So, you know, ask yourself, what does my plan to make disciples look like? And is it working Right, we talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm. The old Dallard, Dallas, Dallas Willard. Willard quote. Yeah, uh, every church should ask themselves two questions, and the first one being, "Do you have a uh, a plan to make disciples?" And the second question is, "Is your plan working?" You know, right. so are you are you successfully implementing a strategy in your church that's producing multiplying disciples? That's right. And uh, right now, we are in a great phase of of like we said, some positive momentum happening. And if you look back pre-COVID and even during the pandemic, you're going to see the things that you measure and the things that you celebrate. Those are going to be the things that you put emphasis on. So prior to COVID, if you measured just attendance or measured just offerings and, you know, your emotional state of joy and fear or, or whatever hinged on those things, then this has been a tough year for you. That's right. Uh, But if you measured and celebrating multiplying disciples, then you know what? It may have been harder during COVID and it may be harder now than it was a year ago, but you're still able to carry on the Great Commission in your local church no matter no matter what. So you're able to measure and celebrate and walk alongside people who are making disciples, continue to help and equip them as well as 
give them some attaboys and point out some things to your church family, some good things that are happening. That's right. And I think some great ways to do that would be to highlight some stories in your church. That's a great idea. Uh, take some opportunity sometime soon to either bring somebody up on, on stage on Sunday morning or record a video interview with them and talk a little bit about how disciple making has positively affected their life, their family, their relationships, their work, and how how your church has helped them do that. Bring that story into the spotlight and it's going to encourage a lot of people. So that's something you're measuring and celebrating by doing something practical like that. That's a great idea. In fact, you know, one thing we've learned during all of this is to, to utilize social media, mm-hmm. um, not just to promote, you know, events. That That's that's kind of, you know, the, the, the lowest common denominator, but actually to disciple people. And one way to do that is exactly what Andy's talking about. Take that video, if you're going to use it on Sunday morning, and put it on social media too. Mm, that's right. Disciple people through social media to be disciples that make disciples. And I think, you know, one of the greatest tools is for people to see life change, to see how, what kind of difference being discipled or discipling others has made in their lives. So that's a great idea. I think another thing that, that we want you to think about is if you're a pastor, if you're a staff member, if you're a church leader, we really feel strongly and passionately uh, about this value, that your church will not be a church that multiplies disciples unless you are personally making disciples. So you've got to be involved in that process. So this isn't some kind of program that the pastor you know, preaches about and says, hey, we're going to be a church that makes disciples and so-and-so is going to be responsible for it. And then you, that's all you do. You've got to personally be involved in it. That means you've got to be pouring your life into other people in order for them to multiply and make disciples themselves. Yeah, that will encourage you and help you grow as a disciple to be actively in in an ongoing process of discipling others. It's going to really help you, encourage you. Uh, You're going to build some street cred uh, with your church family by by meeting with people in your church on a regular basis because it's life on life. It's not just a a Bible study where you give a monologue and everybody has a homework assignment, (laughs) but it's, it's, I mean, it's a wonderful time together. And as a matter of fact, it looked a little different from most church churches to be able to do that, to have uh, discipleship groups or D groups or huddles or whatever you call them before COVID. And during COVID, some of those had to transition to virtual groups. Right. Some of ours did in our church. Some of our some of our groups went on hold. Some of ours are still waiting to start back. And I'll be honest with you, that's been a little bit of a discouragement for me. Uh, I haven't I haven't been as intentional in my efforts to start back some of those groups. Maybe just kind of waiting to see when the, the momentum is going to start shifting and changing. And I feel like now is a great time. We're actually already talking about starting some of our groups back here in the next week or two. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, and and so I think part of what we're going to do is share a little bit of our, our story today. And, and Andy started just then. And, you know, for us, it's the same thing. So I, I want to share with you, don't be discouraged if COVID kind of tripped you up a little bit. Mm-hmm. That, that's been a universal thing uh, as far as making disciples. You know, in our church, uh, just to kind of give you an idea of, of how God has blessed us just because we don't have a big budget. And if you're watching this podcast or listening to it and you think, well, you know, it's easy for Andy Martin to say they're pastors of big churches. We're not. <laughs> we are pastors of normative-sized churches, okay? And uh, under 200 pre-COVID. And uh, that's just that's, that's kind of our heart. And so, but but we have been... I don't know what, uh, just, I guess, exposed to it enough, Mm -hmm. blessed enough, 
uh, you know, by God's providence to be in a place where we can implement some of these principles. And so, you know, three years ago, I got to, to the church I'm in now, Fulton Dale First Baptist, and and I began discipling my staff and a, a group of men. So I had two D groups, and, and then we multiplied those. And so, you know, we had seven D groups the next year. Then this year we were multiplying, and we had supposedly 16, but that way, way, way down. So we have like 10. So, so what I'm saying is, you know, there were groups that didn't multiply like they thought they would because COVID and other reasons. That's going to happen, and it's okay. Yes. Look, don't look at your numbers like we do with attendance and say, oh, we're failing. If you're making disciples, and if you've got more groups this year than you had last year, just one more, then you are doing exactly what God's called you to do. And so just be encouraged by that. Be encouraged by the fact that you're continuing that process, no matter what it looks like. Yeah, we talked about measuring and celebrating earlier. Uh, It's harder to find tangible things to measure when it comes to life change. It is. But there are things you can celebrate. That's right. I mean, and that's the reason I think... Telling and sharing people's story is so powerful and it is contagious. I mean, when you hear somebody's story about how they are in a D group or a huddle and they're being discipled along with some other peers in your church, it's going to give somebody a little bit of a, a, a kick in the pants. That's right. To, to let them say, you know what, Positive they're doing pressure. that, I can do that. That's right. You know, uh, and I mean, we've had groups meet every day of the week at all kinds of hours. I mean, my traditional group meets most of the time. Uh, on a weekday at 5.30 a.m. because most of the people I end up discipling are like me. They work. So right. we have to meet prior to work because by the time you get in in the evening, you've got a ball practice and homework and or you're just too tired, so it's harder to pull off in the evening. So we just do it early in the morning. And we get to celebrate regularly when we do that, seeing life change in one another's life and, and the people you're in the group with. And you know what? It happens in your own life too. Oh, so no you, doubt. God uses you can it. see it. It's a catalyst in your own life uh, to promote life change. Well, for for me this year, um, we started our our D group uh, in January, really kind of before that. But the the current makeup of our D group started in January, and uh, it started with three guys. We've only got two that are still in there, but but that's you know that happens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so these two guys, I want to just tell you a little bit about these guys. I'm not going to mention their name, but. Um, they're relatively new followers of Christ. One's been following Christ maybe a couple years. Uh, the other one I baptized in 2020, right before the pandemic hit. It was our last Sunday before we shut everything down last year. And so, you know, relatively new Christians. And man, um, you know, it, it's been interesting. Uh, been a very different kind of D group because we had to meet virtually. And then we're meeting in person again. It's It's been kind of crazy. But uh, I've seen these guys soak up God's word. And, you know, it. we focus on the Word of God, Bible engagement. And that's another encouragement I want to give you. Whatever your groups look like, whatever your disciple-making plan looks like, focus it on Bible engagement. Absolutely. You know, curriculum is okay. We're not, we're not saying that curriculum is evil or anything, but we really want to encourage you to stick with the, God's Word, with mm-hmm. the Bible, because that, I mean, after all, that's what we're, we're trying to help mm-hmm. them live out. And so we've been talking a lot about, a lot in our D group about, application. So, you know, at first when we started meeting, they thought maybe it was a different Bible study. And, and so they were, they were bringing all these questions and, and these observations and insights, which was great. I encouraged that. But then after a few weeks, I'm like, okay, that's great. How are you going to live it out? Mm. And one of them, my guys looked at me and says, well, that's what you're going to tell me. I said, no, no, no. That's what the Holy Spirit's going to tell you. And so we've been focusing the last few weeks. I don't even let them tell me any insights anymore. I'm like, nope, 
you've got to tell me how you're going to apply it first. And uh, it's been an awesome experience to see them grapple with the Word of God and then begin to live it out. It has been, it's been such an encouragement to me. And look, we did have a good Easter. But even if we didn't, I would still be encouraged because of what's happening in that single discipleship group. Yeah. Well, let me encourage some of you who may be thinking right now, I don't know if I can do that or not because I don't have anybody mm. that I can disciple. Mm. Well, I'm going to disagree with you there. That's right. I think God always puts somebody in our lives, in our sphere of influence, especially in our churches, uh, that we we can invest in, we can pour our lives in, and we can we can do life on life discipleship with. Right now is actually probably the most primed opportunity we've had maybe since I've ever been in ministry to identify those who are candidates to be discipled. Go back and look over the last year, who's been committed to your online services, who comments, who messages you, who encourages others to watch, who, who's been showing up since you've been meeting in person. Uh, When you've had opportunities to serve or opportunities, who are those people who, who are very, very energetic, passionate and ready to be involved and engaged in those things. There you go. There's your there's your prime candidates. You know you've got people who are faithful, available, and teachable. So that's right. So yeah. people that are fat. Yeah. Now we so. say I used to say fat all the time. Yeah. We say people with faith. Yeah. All right. So we won't to we won't me, use the acronym that, that Larry Heitch uses. So. No, we will not. <laughs> we'll not. We'll not. We'll ask us about that yeah. later. Uh, people who are faithful, available, interested, teachable, and hungry. You talk mm-hmm. about that energy, mm-hmm. and I agree, Andy. I don't think ever in my life as a pastor, in my ministry life, have I ever seen more people exhibit those characteristics than right now. Yeah, one of my biggest struggles right now is I have a bigger list of people who can be discipled than those who can lead a D group or a disciple-making group. So I may have to double up and I may have to get a couple other people to double up so that we can have enough groups to make sure because we have lots of those folks in our church right now who are there they're ready they're hungry they're they're worshiping they're you know they're interacting and engaging with god's word and they're letting you know it and it's 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 fantastic so i guarantee you you're going to have somebody in your church in your sphere of influence there that god's put there so please don't be discouraged and think that you don't have anybody that's there that you could disciple. Maybe you're thinking, well, all we've got is deacons and Sunday school teachers or whatever. Well, let me just tell you, the best disciples are your teachers and leaders right. who are serving. That's and so right. I would actually probably even start there before right. I, I went anywhere else. So you've got a great pool of candidates right there if you will just let the Holy Spirit open your eyes to see. That's right. And look, don't try to don't try to disciple everybody in your church at one time. Okay, no. that, that That's a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh if all you can identify right now is one or two people, then it's worth it. God bless you. Yes. It is worth it. And mm-hmm. God is going to take that. It's like a seed, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, a seed planted in the ground, it doesn't it doesn't, you know, take root and and grow overnight. It certainly doesn't produce fruit overnight. It takes a while. And don't be discouraged by your your process and how long it takes. It's going to take a bit. But I promise you, if you put that seed of disciple-making in the ground and you pour your life into somebody, you invest in one or two people, you will see fruit eventually. And there's nothing like it at, at, the, at you know, the end of that process. There's really no end of this process. At the beginning of the next process, the multiplication process, 
uh, you will be so overjoyed and so glad that you did. Yeah, I think we've heard Ken Adams talk about that before when he's mentioned uh, you're not looking at how many apples are on the tree. You're looking at how many trees are in the apple. That's right. You know, and That's when you're right. investing in somebody, you're investing in not just them, but all of the people that they're going to invest in right. as well. So, That's right. Uh, we just wanted to encourage you with that today to let you know we are supposed to keep doing what we're supposed to be doing all along. You know, the, keep the main thing the main thing. That's right. And it's it's our duty, our responsibility, but it should be our joy. That's As right. they say at uh, the famous fast food restaurant that serves the gospel bird, it should be our pleasure <laughs> That's to, right. That's to right. serve and to do this because Jesus has, has commissioned us, has commanded us to do it, but it should be, it, it shouldn't be... It should be our delight. That's right. To do it, not, not, not just a duty. That's so right. absolutely. So keep on doing that, and don't let the enemy or anybody else convince you that you are not doing what God's called you to do. Just because we've had a hiccup or we've had a, a pandemic or whatever, keep going. Uh, we, we're hearing statistics now of not only of people who are not returning to churches. That's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, don't let that consume you. But also, we're hearing a lot of guys in ministry who are being discouraged and even fighting this temptation to maybe even step out of ministry for forever. So so don't let that be something that discourages you. If you need help, if you want direction, if you want somebody just to simply to talk to on the phone, have a cup of coffee with or shoot an email to, uh, you're welcome to reach out to us and we'll right. be glad to help you any way we can. Absolutely. That's what we're committed to. And uh, we, we really sincerely hope that just this brief conversation has been a source of encouragement um, to, to you as you seek to make disciples in your local church as you lead there. So thank you so much for joining us. And uh, you know what? We'll see you next time. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and even review our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. 